0: the big words today. I'm so happy. Pastor Bijou and his beautiful wife Seku are here all the way from Mumbai, India. We will give uh, Pastor Bijou a welcome to the platform soon. But why don't you take your seats, say hi to somebody this morning and we are then going to continue our service by and our worship by bringing our tithes and offerings to God. kids have fun everyone loves John (laughs) yes give John a wave he's the mascot right there (laughs) we are going to continue now um, in our worship as we bring our tithes and offerings to the Lord what a privilege to be able to do this to do what the Bible says when we bring the tithes into the storehouse that there will be food in his house and that is spiritual food and natural food and of course this is miracle may and we're looking forward to um, the first sunday in june when we will be uh, collectively bringing our miracle offering to god and from that we want to be able to not only be a local blessing in our community but we also want to be a global blessing and of course pastor bijou is going to share some stories with us today no doubt and and the heart and soul of our mission at Newport Church is to make sure that we are always thinking about others and any way that we can help change the world. We can't all get on a plane and go to India, but we can most certainly support and partner with those on the ground doing the real deal stuff day in, day out. So as we prepare our giving today, you can give online. You can give by using the QR code you can give in an envelope that's at the seat back in front of you and if you are giving online there's also a card saying i gave online if you want to hold that as a point of faith i'm going to pray for all of our givers today and thank you for your faithfulness this is a time of great need in our world and it's our opportunity to make that difference father i thank you in jesus name for the generosity of your people thank you lord god that we do have the privilege to bring you what's yours and to bring you above and beyond what you have blessed us with today. And we thank you, Lord God, for your blessing over every person, every family here, those watching online. And we thank you, Lord God, for financial breakthrough. And we thank you, Lord God, for Pastor Bijou and Seku and Vision Rescue. And we thank you, Lord God, for making a way where there apparently looks like there may be no way, especially with financial breakthrough over this amazing ministry. Let us partner and make a difference. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Alrighty, so we are in the presence of the great here today. Now, Pastor Bijou and Sekou are two of the most godly, humble, fun people on planet Earth. Dear, dear, dear friends of ours, Staying in our home, which means, and Pastor Jonathan's away, so I get to have conversations. It's like, really, because if Jonathan's with Bijou, it's like, they're brothers, and it's like, I can't get a word in, so I've I've been hogging all the time. Um, The most amazing family, their sons, Nathan, Timothy, they're in Mumbai, and Benji is here with us today in the kids' program, he is just awesome. Bundle of fun, smart kid, and obviously, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I do want to say before we welcome Pastor Bijou that behind every amazing man has to be an amazing woman. You really are Sekou, Um, you're, you have very, I wouldn't say you're a few words, I would say your words are measured and they they carry a lot of weight. You are um, a role model and an inspiration to me. And I just want to say thank you for coming. Now you make me cry. All right, let's stand to our feet and welcome the man of God, Pastor Bijou, then be to the platform. Love you, Bijou.
1: Good morning, Newport Church. While we are still standing, let's take a moment to pray. Abba, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. We want to thank you so much for your amazing presence in our midst. Lord, your people have come here this morning to have an encounter with you to hear your voice i pray that lord you would speak to every single one of us that nobody go back the same way we came jesus because we have come into your presence holy spirit i give over lord you take over in jesus name we pray amen and amen amen i bring you hot and spicy greetings from india <laughs> it's so good to be back here at newport church and please be seated so good to be back here and um, i want to thank you so much pastor jonathan and diane for having us uh, in your home and to speak here they are the most amazing hosts pastor diane is next level host Yes, let's put our hands together and, and honor the, the man and woman of God. We have um, we are experiencing like incredible hospitality here in Newport Beach. Pastor Jonathan, I don't know if you're watching from Australia, Australia, from down under. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> and uh, I believe the church is looking forward to having you here next Sunday. Straight off the plane, you know. And um, first of all, I want to thank you for standing with us over over the last many years. Newport Church has partnered with Vision Rescue, with the ministry in India. Without you standing with us, without your partnership, without your giving, without uh, you doing the journey with us, we could not have been doing what we are doing. So, even though you are in Sunny California, in the westernmost part of America. You know, it's as, probably as far as you can get from India. Uh, maybe Hawaii or Alaska more, but um, pretty far. But simply by being planted in the life of a church that has long hands, your hands have become long. Simply by being planted in the life of a church that has a large heart, large world, your world is becoming large. So I want to encourage you, get planted. You know, Don't check out, check in. The Bible says those who are planted in the house of the Lord, flourish in the courts of the Lord. God's plan for your life is to flourish. God's way for you to flourish is by you being planted in God's house. This is for all of us who are watching me online as well. From your home, right now, you're sitting there with your popcorn, chopping the vegetables, watching church, wow. But God wants you to flourish. You know, God wants you to get planted and that has been my experience. That has been our experience. Me and my wife, Seku, along with our ch- three ch- children, we had put God and his church. You know, a lot of times we try to say, oh, I'm good with God, but not with church. You can't separate the booth. The church is the bride of Jesus Christ. If somebody comes to me and says, Oh, I like you very much, but I don't like your wife. I say, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, work, it doesn't work very well. It doesn't work like that. We are a package. We go together. You know, if you say, I like Jesus, but I don't like his bride. It doesn't go very well. So, you cannot separate Jesus and his church it is one package. Jesus loves His church. Jesus loves the imperfect part of His church. That is us. Thank God He does. Yeah. And uh, God, in God's economy, God's way for us to flourish is by being, us being planted in His church. And uh, so I want to encourage you from, to move from being a consumer to a stakeholder. That is when your life changes. That is when your family changes. That is when your marriage changes. That is when your business is transformed. That is when you become a partner in what God, what God is doing. And you move forward with God. Today, I know this is miracle. May. Everybody say miracle. Mein. Pastor Jonathan asked me to talk about miracles. And uh, I can... So I, I'm not going to read many scriptures. I will read a couple of scr- scriptures and you know, tell stories, real life stories. Every story I'm going to tell of miracles, supernatural interventions are things that I have seen or experienced or know firsthand, And uh, so this is authentic. So it might look like I'm talking a lot about me and my world, but it's not that. I only want to talk about things that I know personally. And that's the reason I'm going to do it. Let's read a scripture, Luke chapter 18, verse 27. The Bible says, What is impossible with man is possible with God. Amen. So, what we call miracles is a miracle for us, but it's not a miracle for God. If an ant wants to move, get under this thing and it, want, it wants it moved. It's impossible for an ant. Okay. But it's not impossible for me. I can just lift it up and move it. In my world, it is something that is possible. So with God, there is nothing impossible. Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 27. The Bible says, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? It's a rhetoric question. That means nothing is too hard for me. I don't know about you, but I live it in the land of miracles. Me and my wife, we live in miracles. Christian life is not difficult. It is impossible. Only Christ can live it. God, the moment you give your life to Christ you ask Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life and step into the kingdom of God, you're stepping into a zone which is impossible for you. But that is possible for God. Christian life is not us trying to live for God. It's all about the living, resurrected Jesus Christ living His resurrection life in and through us. Right? If it is us trying to live for God, it's hard work. I tried that for many years. I was a, I'm a pastor's son, pastor's kid. I don't know about he, here, but in India, especially where I came, where I grew up in Kerala, down south, being a pastor's kid is pretty, pretty, you know, demanding. High demand. Like you have to be like, God, angel, pastor's son. Which I was far from, you know, and I was told that all these expectations are God's expectations on me. You, know, you have to be like this. You can't. I mean, I couldn't wear a black shirt. I had to like wear, you know, like you are a pastor's son. I couldn't grow my hair. You could. You can't do that. You can't wear jeans. You can't do this. You can't. How can you live like that? As a child, I was growing up, and I felt life was impossible. Christian life is impossible. I experienced that. What I'm talking about today is my experience. It is impossible. And I thought, and I the more I tried, the more I failed. I remember one day, and I was I almost committed suicide because I did not, I could not live this life. You know, Because I just felt I can't. But the beautiful thing is you don't have to. The word that Pastor Diane shared, it starts from a place of rest, not from a place of trying. The moment you surrender, the moment you give over, God takes over. Christianity without supernatural is impossible. God's plan and purpose for your life in this planet earth is only possible through god's power it cannot be ha- it cannot happen with your strength and power so we are not accidents we are here for a plan and purpose god created us and sent us to this planet earth at this time of history for his purpose we didn't choose to be here at this time of history god chose god planned and you are not an accident you're god's workmanship created in christ jesus to do good works which he prepared for you so for you to live the life of purpose doing the good works that god prepared for you you need god's power it's like ant needs my strength you need god's power and it comes from a place of trust now Talking about miracles. Miracles should not be a surprise to us. Lack of miracles should be a surprise. And miracles don't happen when we try to make them happen. Miracles happen when we align our lives to do what God wants done in and through our lives in this time of history. Miracle is not a magic show. It is simply God's intervention in human affairs. You know, Moses was in Egypt. We know the story of Moses. And Moses knew that God had a plan for his life because he had his own mother nursing him. I mean, his whole life is a miracle, right? So, I'm sure his mother had told him many times, you are in Pharaoh's palace while your cousins are slaves out there. You're driving the Ferrari chariot, wearing the Gucci gown, (laughs) living the dream, living this life while your cousin cousins are out there being slaves. God has a plan for your life. So he kind of knew that and when he grew up, he, Exodus chapter 2 verse 11, the Bible says, when Moses grew up, he went out to see the situation of his brothers and he found out what, what they were going through. But he started trying, make, trying to make things happen with his old strength. And we know what happened. He had to kill an Egyptian. He ended up killing an Egyptian, hiding him under the sand and running away. Now hypothetically, think... If Moses had been successful, just think Moses tried, he was successful in helping the Israelite people in Egypt. If Moses was successful, what is the best that he could have done with his own strength? I think he would have formed a not-for-profit for for slave rights. (laughs) Right? That's the best he could have done. An NGO, Moses, Charitable Trust Limited. He would have reduced their hours of work from 14 hours to 10 hours. They would have loved him for that. But he would never have seen the Red Sea split. He would never have seen water coming out of the rock. He would have never seen manna falling down from heaven. He would have never seen the miracles that he had seen if he tried to make things happen with his own strength. My dear friend, Christian life is not supposed to be lived with your own strength. And miracles don't happen when you try to do good work that you think is good. Miracles don't happen when you try to do things that you think are good things. Miracles happen when you surrender to God's plan and purpose. Miracles happen when you connect your good intentions to God's initiative. And God has only one initiative in this world. This church. Jesus said, I am, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. God has only one initiative: salvation of people. That's God's initiative. So, if you want to learn the secret formula for miracle, there is no secret formula. Only one formula. Align when you align your life to what God wants for you. That is when miracles happen. So Moses was out there in the far end of the desert, Exodus chapter 3, and he saw the burning bush, beginning of miracles. He goes there, God encounter. God says, What do you have in your hand? Stick, staff, you know, his work. That shows his, like, that is his identity, shepherd. You know, shepherd staff. God says, Drop it. The moment he let go, that means he gave it to God. What he had was out of his hand that came alive. Right. The dry stick became a snake, it came alive. That is a key my friend. The moment you let go and align your life to God's plan and purpose. Give your life, your time, your energy, your money, your resources in obedience, in surrender to what God wants with your life, that is when you step into a life of miracles. As I told you, I grew up in a pastor's home. My parents' home was more more than a home, it was more like a hospital. From my very young age, not for a moment, not for a fraction of a second, I've never doubted the existence of God or the power of the name of Jesus because I, I grew up seeing miracles in our little town where my parents were planting the church when the doctors many people whom the doctors would give up on they would come to my parents home and live there until they got healed they would kill you know there are people who would come there with their mat and pillow and everything and stay there i've never i cannot remember a day in my parents home where at least 50 people did not eat Every day, there'll be people from morning till evening coming. They've always had an open door. Strangers coming and staying. I shared a bedroom with a mentally affected person for one and a half years. I was like 10 or 11 years old. Like, I mean, he was not dangerous. You know, at least with me, we became friends after some time, you know. In the middle of the night, he'll be like switching on the light, switch off the light, oh. open the door, close the door. And uh, in the beginning, I was like, oh, I was like ten years old. You know. After some time, I was like, oh yeah, you know. So people like that, paralyzed people, blind people, people with asthma, people who were demon possessed—they would come to my parents' home, and we would see them. We would expect to see them healed. We would expect, so, you know, there, there is no other expectation. There is like, oh, they're here, here, they're going to go back healed. They're going to go back set free. I remember a man from Australia came. His name was Clark Taylor. I don't know, some of you might have heard about him. Many, many years ago. That, I was maybe eight years old. That was the first time I saw like a like instant, spectacular work of God. He was preaching, and there was a crippled man sitting by a tree. It was an open air. And in the middle of the preaching, this man just ran out of the platform. The preacher grabbed this man's hand and just ran, just in Jesus' name, just grabbed his hand. Instantly, this man jumped up on his feet, and he ran around the ground like one time with this crippled man, just left him there, went back on the stage, and continued preaching. How many people do you think got saved that day? <laughs> so the Gospel of John, the Bible says, all these signs he performed, so that they may believe that he is a son of God. It's not about the miracle itself. It's about the purpose of the miracle. The purpose of the miracle is to prove it is to highlight the point that jesus is the son of god the purpose of the miracle is to lead people to salvation when we go to places to preach the gospel we will say sick if there are sick people come forward we will pray instantly we would hear you know deaf people hearing blind people seeing these are places where they have never heard the gospel And then it leads to people giving their lives to Jesus. People believing the gospel. So, the miracle itself is for a purpose. Miracles happen when you align your life to do what God is doing. God is only doing one thing. God is building His church. God is gathering His people. God wants none to perish but all to come to salvation. When you align your life to that purpose, miracles begin to happen in your life too. Because you are on the miracle path. This is not a magic show for yourself. I see a lot of people fasting prayer. The list of the prayer requests is my job, my son's visa to go to America. I'm talking about India. (laughs) You know, this, that, everything. And they want miracles. All these things will happen when you focus on what God is doing. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. God's provision, God's protection, God's healing, everything is your portion when you walk in God's way. When you walk in line with what what God wants you to do, where God is going. Last couple of years have been a series of miracles. I could write a book about the miracles that God has done in our lives. Where COVID hit for India, more than the virus, the biggest challenge was starvation that came as a result of the lockdown. As you know, in Vision Rescue, we work with children. We we free children from exploitation. We work in all four metro cities in India, Mumbai, Chennai, Kolkata, and Delhi. With COVID, when the lockdown was announced, There are hundreds of millions of people in India who are daily wage earners. That means if they don't work today, they don't eat tomorrow. So these people's work came to a hard stop. That means their income came to a hard stop. That means they were going to starvation. We could not get out. None of our team could get out. We were all locked in our homes. There was no transportation. Nobody on the road. Mumbai is a city of 23 million people. I've never seen the city so empty. It was like a ghost town. Several people who are partnering with our ministry, they called me and said, hey, we cannot, we are not able to support you, your ministry as of next month because our business is affected, our church attendance has gone down, you know, our giving has come down, which is real. The whole world was affected, right? That is happening on one side. On the other side, I'm hearing about people starving without food. I'm hearing incidents of people, you know, whole families committing suicide together because parents don't want to see their children starve to death in front of them because they don't know, nobody knew where this was going. You know, this is happening. on From a different side, well-meaning leaders of other not-for-profits in India calling me and telling me, Biju, you know, we are laying off staff. We are cutting down operations. Because every NGO is going to be financially hit. You have to do what you have to do. In the midst of all this, what do you do? You go to God. When you are confused, what do you do? You go to God. Don't go by popular opinion. Go by what He says. He knows better. I said, Lord, what should I do? The Lord spoke to me very clearly clearly, and He said, I called you because these people need you. And if these people need you, they need you all the more now. So how can you leave them and go back right now? Get ready to do more than what you have ever done before. This has to be completely God, right? This has to be miracles. I said, awesome. All I need is a word from God. You know, you don't need money, you don't need anything, you need a word from God. If you have a word from God, everything will follow. So I called our team, and I told them, God spoke to me and said, we are not cutting down, we are not laying off our team, we have 130 people, 130 people working full-time with us. We have 90 people interning with us. whole lot of volunteers, our workforce is about 500 people on the ground. So... Most of our staff, most of our team, this is their main livelihood as well. You know, The salary that they get from us, from Vision Rescue. So, I said, we are going to do more, I don't know what. So, giving has gone down, all this is happening. So, we didn't even know what to do because we can't get out, we can't travel. So, we found out from our slum communities, about 17 families who were starving in one of our slum communities. So I said, OK, let's design a grocery pack, a pack of, for a family of five to live for 10 days. Let us distribute it to them. Let's start with what we can do. We started like that, 30 families, 50 families. In two and a half months, we were distributing grocery packs to 18,000 families. How did this happen? I don't know. Miraculous provisions began to happen. As we stepped out in faith to what God was telling us to do, miracles began to happen. Next thing I want to share. Miracles don't happen because you have a need. Miracles happen because you have faith. God is not motivated. God is not moved by our need. God is moved by our faith. Right? Our faith in what? Faith in what He says. Faith is like swallowing. Believing is like swallowing. Okay, I can say that swallowing will make you live. Or swallowing can kill you. Both are right. Depends on what you swallow. If you swallow poison, it will kill you. If you swallow good food, it will make you healthy. Make you live. In the same way, that is, that is what faith is like. What do you have in your, your faith on? You can't believe some nonsense and say, that is my faith and say, it didn't work. When you put your faith in what God says, that is when miracles happen. That is when God is moved. That is why it's important to know the Word of God and the God of the Word. I'll say that again. It's important to know the Word of God and the God of the Word. People who you can... You know, memorize the whole scripture, but still miss the point. Devil knows all the scriptures. He quoted the scripture to Jesus. You know, he knows it so well he can misquote it. He can twist it. He knows how to use it out of context. Pick from from here, pick from one from there. So, it's not only about learning the scriptures by heart. It is knowing the heart of the scriptures. It is knowing the God of the scriptures. When you have a relationship with the God. Of the word. That is when you put your faith in God of the word. So we step forward, and I'll tell you one of the miracles. I get an email from a lady who I don't know, I never met her. Her son had come to volunteer with Vision Rescue several years ago, and he had he passed away with a sickness within a span of a few months. He passed away. This happened before COVID. We had not heard from him for a long time. Now she writes to me at the time when, you know, our funds had gone down, we are out there, you know, distributing grocery to these people. We need finances. She writes to me and said, when my, before my son passed away, he wrote his will, will, he wrote his will and he left a portion of his will to Vision Rescue. Where should I send the money? Like this. Like this financial provision began to happen. So food distribution was going on. But after some time, all the private schools started online education. But what about the children in the slums? Human traffickers, exploiters, they were prowling on the, on the vulnerability of these children, exploiting them, you know, taking them. So if they are not in school, they are on the streets, their life is gone, it's dangerous. So we had to get them back in education. I said, Lord... What do I do? God asked me, what do you have in your hand? Find out what you can do now. Start step one. Put your feet in the water. So we found out how many people in the slum communities have at least one smartphone in their home. How many children? Okay, we identified 400 children. Okay, So I told all our teachers, you became actors. We are living in the Bollywood city anyway. Stand in front of your phone camera, begin to teach your lessons on video, record your lessons on video, send, to the, send it to the children, 400 children. We started them. We started that. I said, Lord, we have done that. What next? The Lord said, okay, I will give you ideas. So creative ideas are of miracles. You know, sometimes miracles don't come in the same way we expect. It comes in a different way. You want, you want God to solve your problem. God says, I'll give you an idea. Right? I love what T.D. Jakes said. You want a chair, God says, I've given you a tree. And I've given you a brain. Get the wood, the tree, your chair is in the tree. It's already there. Right? So a lot of times, God wants us to cooperate with Him in seeing the miracle. The miracle also comes through innovative ideas that God gives. God began to give us ideas To how to maximize, how to, I can't tell you, I don't have time to tell you the whole story. Within the resources that we have to get creative and how to reach out to more children. We began to do that. We didn't need money for that, you know, we just did that. I said, God, I've done that. Still hundreds of children, you know, thousands of children are there who need to get into education. What about them? At that place time, I get an, a direct message on Instagram from a person that I don't know. Okay, from the UK. I never met him before. I don't know him. He says, my name is so-and-so. I'm the youth pastor of a church. We are having a youth conference. It's COVID. Not many young people will come. It's a in, in between time when it opened up for a between one and two. We one and two. And uh, so we heard about your ministry. We want to raise some money from the young people and give to your your work what do you need i said i knew exactly what we need i said i need tablets like you know not the eating tablets tablets so but before that i had gone we had talked to a company and negotiated the price everything because we knew that when god is doing the miracle we want to know you know what if, how, how much does it cost if I buy 100, 500, 1,000 tablets, how much, all the negotiation was done. And so he, when he asked, I gave him all the information, it cost us $100 to buy a tablet. That's what we need to get children into education. He said, well, they are all young people between the ages of 15 to 21. I don't know how much they can do. I said, whatever, 5 or 10, everything counts. He said, Great. So send me a little video. So I made a little video, sent it to him. So the Sunday before the conference, he announced this in church. He said, we are going to take, uh, receive an offering from the young people and send it to Vision Rescue in India. So one businessman from church, he came up to him and said, whatever the young people reach, raise, I will match it. Okay. Great. So he called me and said, hey, whatever the young people raise, it's going to be doubled. So when the conference happened, he told the young people somebody has said, whatever you raise, he will match. Young people got excited. They raised 3,300 pounds. That's about 5,000 dollars, I think. 3,300 pounds. Just a bunch of young kids from their pocket money and everything. When this man saw the excitement of young people, he came to my friend, now, now he's my friend, I didn't even know him then, and said, I will not match it, I will make it 10 times. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> this, these young people raised 3,300 pounds. This man gave 33,000 pounds. So we had 36,300 pounds. We gave like almost 1,000 tablets. Again, God extended it from there. He went long way. To children, like this, miracles after miracles after miracles have been happening in the middle of COVID. My dear friend, so when does miracle happen? Miracles happen when you walk in God's way. And personal miracles also happen in our own lives. When we walk in God's way, a lot of times people ask me, how do I find out God's will for my life? My answer is always, Align your life to what God is doing. The, in that will be revealed God's will for your life. That's what happened to Moses. Moses, now we look at him and say, "What are the greatest leaders that the world has ever seen. When did he become that? How did he become that? He didn't become the greatest leader that the world has ever seen when he tried to become a leader. He surrendered his life to what God wanted him to do. He surrendered his life to fulfill God's plan and purpose. God said, I have seen their misery. I have heard their cry. I am concerned about those people. I want you to go. He said, God, I can't talk. I can't do this. I can't. But he surrendered. When he surrendered his life to what God wanted to do, his life also became part of a miracle. God's plan for his life was revealed and also miracles began to happen in his life too. He became part of the miracles. You see what I'm saying? You know, a lot of times, how do I become part of the miracle? Align your life to what God is doing. A few months ago, and we are both pastors, also in Mumbai. Um, and, and we don't take salary from the church. We don't take expense from the church. But we got, we believe, we tithe to our local church. And our month, every month, we go from month to month. Okay? One day morning, we were in our Sunday morning, God spoke to me and said, double tithe. So I thought, numbers don't work. But when God says something, do it, right? I told my wife, I believe God is telling us to double tithe. She says, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> we, that is about five months ago. We began a double tithe. Okay. And we are seeing incredible provision of God. Now I am here in America with my wife and son. In sunny California. Enjoying the hospitality of the Wilsons. You know, God's provisions in our lives, we see. We didn't, you know, do that to get this. We did that because God tells us to do it. You know, so when you walk in line with God, what God is telling you to do, you expose yourself to a life of miracles. Church, I really believe God wants your life to be filled with supernatural. God wants you to walk in the path of the supernatural. God wants you to see miracles in your life, in your personal life, in your marriage, in your work, in your business, in your school, in your college, wherever you are. God wants you to walk in the, in the realm of the supernatural. That is God's plan for your life. And it will not be a surprise for you. For me, now when I see supernatural happening, it's not a surprise. Because that is your life. That is how it rolls. And for that to happen, all we have to do is align our life to what God is doing in this world. Be aware of what God is doing in this world. In Newport Beach. There are so many people in your world who needs God. There are so many people who who work with you. Who go to school with you. Living in your neighborhood. Who needs Jesus. God is concerned about them. People who were living in Egypt. God was concerned about them. When Moses surrendered his life to God. To rescue them. His life became a life of miracles. When you surrender your life to serve God's plan and purpose to lead people to Him, you expose yourself to the life of miracle. In the state of uh, Telangana in India, we have a church in a small village. I mean, we have many churches in that, in that state. One of our churches in a small village and uh, next village to where this church is, a lady died. a Young girl, she was in her thirties. And uh, she passed away Very poor family. She passed away and her brothers did not have money to pay the hospital bill. So they had to go and borrow money. And by the time the hospital didn't even put her in a mortuary, they just put the dead body on the side. And um, um, so they came and by the time they borrowed the money and came back, ants began to eat, you know, the elbow part of her body. Took the body to the house, and they were getting ready to, you know, do the cremation, the burying, whatever. And then there was a situation that occurred in that funeral among the f- people who came for the funeral. One girl began to, you know, manifest demonic uh, problems. So somebody said, there is a pastor next to, in the next village. I have seen him cast out demons, you know. So they went and called this pastor. He came and prayed for this girl. This is in the funeral. The dead body is lying there. He prayed for this girl and she got delivered. Okay. This pastor is an uneducated man, older man in his 60s at that time. Very simple man. He came in a bicycle from the next village. Prayed for this girl. She got set free. All of us around the Holy Spirit tells him pray for the dead girl. So he turns around. The dead body is there. He says in the name of Jesus rise up. Her toes begin to move. Eyes open. Everybody runs out. People are scared. This girl, the dead girl, comes back to life. He stands there and preaches the gospel. The whole village comes to Christ. Amen. Now, Amen. I I have a question for you. What do you think excites God more? The dead person coming to Christ or the whole village, the dead person coming to life or the whole village coming to Christ. Amen. Amen. That's the bottom line. Miracle may. Miracle may. I really believe God wants us to align to His larger purpose for humanity. You know, don't go after miracles, go after the God of the miracles. When you go after God of the miracles, when you seek Him for who He is, when you surrender his, your life to serve His plan and purpose for humanity, that is what Jesus gave His life for. That is what He suffered for. That is what He took, suffered the pain for. He, his hands and nails, feet were nailed to the cross. Crown of thorns pressed into His head. He was beaten, flogged, Father turned away his face from me, from him, rejected and alone, he died to save humanity. He took the sin of all mankind on him. He died on our place to give us salvation. Miracle is not a big thing for God. It's not a big deal for me. it's normal for God. Miracle for us, normal for God. But God wants us to experience that. But the way for us to experience that is when we align our lives to his larger plan and purpose for humanity. That is my message for you today. Newport church, God saved you for a purpose. God anointed you for a purpose. The Holy Spirit is living inside of you for a purpose. There is nothing impossible with him. That which is impossible with man is possible with God. God wants you to live in the realm of impossibility for you and possibility for him, amen. You step into that realm simply when you surrender and say, Lord, this is what I want. I want to pray for you. Why don't we all stand together? If you're watching me online, if you're standing here. Before I close, before we close, we never want to close a service without giving an opportunity for people to enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ. This is what we are talking about today. The most important thing in the eyes of God. But Like the story that I shared, it was not that dead lady coming back to life. You know the pastor who prayed for her, he passed away a few years ago. He was an elderly man. This lady is still walk, going around, sharing her testimony and leading people to Christ. Amen. Miracles are happening. That is God's plan for your life. I want to pray for you. I want to give an opportunity for people to enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ. The only thing that will separate you from God is sin. God is a holy God. He loves you and me but we cannot connect him with him We cannot connect with him with sin. Sin separates us and God. And there is nothing that you need to do or you can do to remove sin from you. Jesus Christ has done it all. When he died for you on that cross 2,000 years ago when he gave his life, he took your place. He took your sin on him and he suffered your punishment on behalf of you and me. Today, for you to have sin removed from your life. To have your sins forgiven. And enter into a confident relationship with your heavenly father. All you need to do. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. That Jesus died for you. And that he rose again. The moment you make that confession of faith. Your sin is gone. And you will receive his righteousness. That is the most important thing for God. Once you do that, you step into his kingdom. You step into the realm of the supernatural. Amen. Then you move forward serving God's plan and purpose for your life in this generation. Life of miraculous. If you don't have that experience, whether you are in this hall or if you are watching on me online, if you don't have this opportunity, if you don't have that experience yet, this is your moment. This is your opportunity. Please do not walk away from this service. Please do not sign off from the service without entering into a relationship with God. If that is you, I want to lead you in this most powerful confession of faith. If that is you, wherever you are, I want you to repeat these words after me from the bottom of your heart. I'm only giving you the words. Make these words your own. It's the most powerful thing that you will ever do. Are we ready? Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose again and that you are alive. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive my sins. Be my Savior and my Lord from now forever. Thank you for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church. Can we congratulate?